Hey, everyone. Welcome to the Adjust Your Life podcast. I'm Dr. Patrick O'Brien, and I'm here with Dr. Tim Dooley. Together, we run Integrative Physical Medicine of Dayton, a place where wellness is top of mind. We are more than just chiropractors, though. We are committed to staying up to date with the latest health trends and are passionate about helping people feel their best. In this podcast, we'll break down wellness topics every episode and give you the tools you need to be the best you can be. Welcome to the Adjust Your Life podcast. I'm Dr. Tim Dooley. Today's podcast, we'll be discussing personal injury cases and what happens in a car accident. Dr. Brian is with me today. How are you doing? Doing just fine. How are you been? I'm all right. As usual, I guess, right? I wish I was outside. Groovy? I'm doing groovy. <laughs> today, we have a special guest. His name is Jack Hilgeman. He's an attorney, and he limits his practice to personal injury and has handled nearly 1,000 personal injury cases in the last decade. Mr. Hilgeman is recognized by the Martindale Hubble as an AV preeminent attorney, which is the highest peer rating standard, signifying that he has achieved the highest level of professional excellence for legal knowledge, communication skills, and ethical standards. He's also named as one of America's top 100 high-stakes litigators, which requires a comprehensive peer review of an attorney's skill, results, and ethical standards while also representing plaintiffs with at least $2 million in damages at stake. How are you doing today, Jack? I'm doing great. Thanks for including me. That is quite an introduction, I must say. Very impressive. Uh, today we're going to get into, uh, like I said, uh, car accidents and personal injury. Uh, in our office, Dr. O'Brien and I, we do treat victims involved in motor vehicle accidents. Not exclusive to that, but uh, we do do a lot of soft tissue, soft tissue injury uh, care, both related to the spine and the musculoskeletal system um, on a regular basis. You know, first things first, we want to describe, you know, what is personal injury? Uh, maybe Jack could go ahead and describe what this and how this relates to car accidents. Sure. In the, in the context of a legal claim, personal injury, bodily injury, is going to result from negligence or recklessness, whether it's failure to maintain an assured clear distance, failure to yield the right of way, but largely it's going to be uh, when a victim suffers personal injuries, bodily injuries, due to the negligence of another person. Okay. All right. And then, you know, first we, we want to pick uh, your brain a little bit on, you know, tell us the top five things that you'd recommend doing when you get into a car accident. And this is not necessarily an exhaustive list. I mean, you can go on and on and on, but... You know, there are, there are probably five things that I think are most important. First would be, obviously, make sure everyone is safe. If you're in an accident in the middle of an intersection, um, get to a safe place, whether that's your vehicle or your person. Uh, don't wander the road. Don't stand in traffic. Get to a safe place. Two, call the police. Uh, often, in, in my line of business, representing those that have been in accidents, down the road, you have the biggest problems and complications in a claim when the police do not come and make a formal record of the incident. Number three, if you're injured, seek medical treatment, whether that is with paramedics or EMS that arrive at the scene, an emergency department follow-up, your primary care physician, obviously chiropractic care, physical therapy, etc. So is it vitally important if you are injured to seek care immediately? Uh, can you go home? Can you take a few days and see if you feel better? 
if you're injured, you need to get it documented correctly, so you want to do that as quickly as possible. Would you recommend going to the hospital immediately or waiting? just depending on the type of injury you have? It's a good question, and I'm a lawyer, not a doctor. So I'm not going to give medical advice, but generally speaking, if you're injured, get treatment. Uh, I, I always advise clients that an injury can be like a snowball. It starts at the top of the hill. It's very small. Maybe it's minor. But if you don't get treatment, as it goes down the hill, it gains speed. It becomes a larger snowball. Then it turns into an avalanche, and there's really no stopping where it's going. I think that kind of cuts into where um, people kind of fail to know where to actually go. When you said going to a hospital, right. I guess it depends on the severity of the case. But also, you know, you got to find there's not a lot of doctors, offices do not accept these types of cases. You have to, you know, obviously be open and knowledgeable to know where to actually seek out that type of treatment. And that kind of goes into maybe the next portion here as far as you get in the car accident. He's talked about make sure you're in a safe spot, you know, call the police, do what you need to do. But then, you know, where do you go from there? Where do you where do you seek treatment? What's the next, I guess, step at that point as far as, um, I mean, how, do you call offices? Is there, are you expecting a call from someone else? I mean, what's the, what's the protocol there? Yeah, generally speaking, I recommend clients to do what they feel is comfortable. So if if they have uh, obviously acute significant injuries, they need emergency medical treatment. Right. If if they have, and I'm sure we'll elaborate on this a little bit more in this podcast, but if they have what are defined as soft tissue injuries, maybe they can wait a day or two to follow up to get treatment. Uh, obviously, some physicians are better equipped to handle soft tissue type of injuries. Some offices, unfortunately. Uh, do not handle or treat any patients involved in car accidents, even if they've been a, a long-standing provider for that individual. That that becomes very difficult in injury cases because those that have been harmed can't get proper care. And you know, to piggyback on the, the injury part is a lot of these injuries that are soft tissue related don't show up right away in the 24 to 72 hours before something will show up. You know, yeah, similar to going to a gym and. Uh, you know, you're fine for that day, and then the next day you're real sore. So just to keep that in mind. But I can also also say based on, you know, we're an office that does provide um, treatment for, you know, injuries like this but not specialized to just that. It's also important to, um, to some degree, time is of the essence. Like, don't wait multiple months before you're going to seek out because that will influence, you know, aspects affiliated with your case. So, you know, it doesn't mean you have to be there on that same day, specifically depending on the severity. So I think it's important to make sure you're seen uh, in a proper time frame following the accident for sure. Jack, what are the other things that you recommend? So, so we've covered one through three. I would, I would argue the fourth most important thing to do after an accident is to identify potential witnesses, maybe get phone numbers, uh, addresses. This is just important Why? if a dispute exactly. This is important if a dispute arises down down the road as to who caused the accident, and uh, it's become commonplace uh, nowadays with with personal injury claims and legal claims that insurance companies are going to assign comparative negligence. Oh, you should have stopped sooner. You should have, you were speeding. Um, you didn't properly signal. So if, if you can identify witnesses that may have seen the accident, you know, that's just going to solidify your claim down the road to make sure you have all your bills paid. Or, and that's or uncomfortable and you know, harder, easier said than done, I would say, wouldn't you? Yeah, it is. But people, most people, most bystanders are willing to provide that information if they're asked. A lot of us aren't going to pull over on the side of the road, jump out of the car and volunteer to get involved uh, in an accident. But 
if, if you notice somebody that saw the accident, flag them. Some will stop and pull over. Don't be afraid to approach them. In most cases, one one uh, witness is sufficient? or Yeah, one to two unbiased witnesses goes much further than none. Okay. Makes sense. And, and once again, these individuals don't have a horse in the race. Yeah. You know, they That's witness what point. happened. They're providing objective opinion. All right, what's number five? Fifth would be to call your insurance company. Uh, the most The most stressful part of any claim, at least initially, vehicle repairs. If your vehicle is disabled, you have to get to work the next day, you have to take your kids to school, you need to start the insurance claim to get a rental vehicle, get the vehicle repaired, and get on with your life, whether that's to get medical treatment or get to work or, you know, uphold your household responsibilities with family, whatever it may be. So one through five, those are probably the five most important that I can I can think of. They're not exhaustive. We could go on six through 20. Yeah. But those are the five most important things to do those immediately after an accident. To do, right? Yeah, I would agree. Okay. Now, on the flip side of that, we'd like to talk about you know medical treatment and you know how does one um, go about getting treatment? And you know, I'll let Dr. Brian start this one. And you know, what would you you know give, give a few things here? What you decide and what you think about getting treatment? As far as treatment for the individual is concerned, yeah, um, yeah. So again, there's there's lots of different aspects and avenues affiliated with this. Most injuries that someone sustains as a result of a motor vehicle accident are uh, outside of significant acute injury where there may be some sort of a fracture present. That usually is cleared uh, in the hospital setting. Um, there's a lot of individuals that will specialize in treating soft tissue related disorders because uh, this is usually what the case is. So a common a common finding that would be found from a whiplash injury, for example, would be more of like a cervical sprain strain that would be referred to. So that's like uh, damage to the ligaments, damage to the musculature, things like that. Um, so at that point, it's it becomes conservative-based treatment. Um, it's a matter of essentially stabilizing the affected area and then appropriately putting together a program to uh, rehabilitate that particular uh, injury. But the thing is, is that there is not a magic formula to fix every inju- injury specific to that person. Um, you got to make sure you uh, are evaluated properly by the right doctor, make sure that you have the right program put together for you. And then, you know, most cases, some of these cases can be anywhere from a couple weeks to, to rehabilitate because we don't want to necessarily uh, fix a problem acutely and then it manifests into something five, ten years from now because we didn't properly address it initially. So it's just a matter of, you know, everyone's different. You're not, there's not a, a magic formula. There's also not, you're not, you shouldn't be treated like a number. Everyone's different themselves. So. And, you know, if you're hurt, you need to get treated. Absolutely. Or get looked at or evaluated at some point. It doesn't matter who it is. You need to be treated because if you're not being treated, your insurance company has no idea you're hurt, right? I mean, how would they know? If you're not if they're not getting the bills, if they're not seeing you're getting treatment, then you're, you're, it doesn't look good for you later on down the road, right? Yeah, and the important thing there is documentation is king, yeah. right? So if your injuries aren't documented, they never happened. I always tell my clients, you can complain to me all you want about how things are bothering you, but if you haven't told your physicians and they don't make their way into the records, it never happened. And that comes up a lot. And I have clients that say, oh, I wish I, I wish I would have called you after the accident, or I wish I would have hired you sooner to tell me that advice. So that can't go understated uh, regarding reporting your injuries. Now, we have another you know, thing to talk about here about injury is, you know, can you explain why some doctors won't see car accidents patients and why some will right and the most common reason that i find physicians are unwilling 
to treat those that have been involved in accidents, even if these people need help, is simply because they don't want to get involved in any potential litigation. They don't want to have to go to a court to testify or advocate for their patients outside of a medical office. And, and the second would be they don't understand the medical billing regarding an accident. They're concerned they're not going to get paid. They're concerned they can't bill health insurance. And that's, unfortunately, that's just that's just not true. It's not the law in Ohio. So health insurance will cover your car accident injuries to a point, or would they cover everything? Right. So 99.99% of the time, Ohio law mandates that bills are submitted to your health insurance. Okay. Now, health insurance is a contract. And you could do a se- separate podcast on, on health insurance contracts, but a health insurance is, is a contract. So if the contract's going to potentially exclude how, how the provider gets paid, that could be an issue. I rarely, if ever, see that. Okay. Generally speaking, I advise my clients just like I would handle my own personal injury case if I was in an accident, and that's generally bills should be submitted to health insurance, generally speaking. Not always. Not always, but generally they should be submitted to health insurance. Sometimes you can access medical payments coverage through your own auto insurance. That's fine, too. Or you could relate to being, you know, for someone who is at fault and injured, they would use that form of payment, correct? They could. Yes, they could. They would actually process process those claims through their own auto insurance, even if they didn't cause the accident. Okay. Okay. It's almost almost called no fault. Okay. All right. That's not technically the legal terminology we have in Ohio, but layman terms, that that makes a little more sense. and then the other the other way to get bills paid would of course be submit them through the at fault insurer. And there's a much longer wait to do that. That's where physicians get annoyed. Right. right? Yeah. Exactly. And you don't have you don't have to exercise that option. There really are three options to get paid. So you can go the super conservative route and that's submit it through health insurance. You can go maybe a little less conservative and try to submit it through what's called medical payments coverage of the injured party's auto insurance. Or you can be a little more um, I guess aggressive in how the physician's trying to get paid, or if the sometimes, frankly, my clients don't want to access their health insurance, mm-hmm. which is fine. It's their option, and then they can the physicians can submit that bill through uh, the liability insurance, the insurance of the person that caused the accident. Okay. Yep. And 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 one last thing to add is any competent law office will advise their clients, coordinate with physicians to make sure those bills are paid. If an attorney is not doing that on behalf of their clients, they're not doing it. Um, you know that leads us into the next topic here you know why seek an attorney uh you know on our end you know we like to see uh patients represented by attorney because we know they're getting the 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 appropriate uh, professional handling of their claims so you know give me a couple of reasons why you know why would the folks seek an attorney what's the difference what if are they better off without one are they better off with one obviously i hope you would agree that like us that uh, you know they're better off with one I mean, does that come down to how much damage is done to the car how much damage yeah. is done to the body i would assume right so not everyone is better served by hiring an attorney frankly okay. uh, if you're an offender bender and you're not too banged up and you don't think you're going to have you know injuries that require extensive treatment whether that be weeks months or years i don't think you necessarily need an attorney right most attorneys get paid on a contingency fee meaning you know in my office we only get paid if we win your case you know, I have a lot of people asking that question about that. They think an attorney gets a fee regardless. But you're entitled you're entitled to care in Ohio if you are in an accident and you're not at fault for it, correct? 
to some degree? Well, it depends. Entitled to care okay. is a pretty Entitled relative term, okay. right? So, you know, I would always encourage people injured in an accident to get treatment. But in in terms of, you know, my office, why you would retain an attorney, you know, there, there are a lot of reasons. But, you know, I think you can look to, one, let professionals handle your claim. My wife will tell you, I'm not a plumber. I'm not an electrician. So if 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 there's something at my home in which I can't easily fix around the drain or the toilet uh, and I try to do it, guess what? Not only am I going to end up paying for a plumber to come to my office to fix my screw-up, but the plumber's going to have to fix the original problem too. So why not do it right the first time and avoid a lot of headache, hassle, anxiety, stress, etc.? Uh, two... You know, all I do is handle injury claims. Most attorneys in my area specialize in personal injury. So go to somebody who's a professional in that area that knows the ins and the outs of the practice. Organization. My office is set up to handle personal injury claims. You know, I I could probably do it. I'm not interested in drafting your last will and testament or handling a divorce or a custody matter. That's not what I do. That's not what I focus in. That's not my area of expertise. So why not hire somebody that has an area of expertise to help you in your claim? And then maybe most importantly, hiring counsel and attorney relieves a lot of anxiety and stress in a claim. Uh, You know, I've had nearly over a thousand cases. Most people involved in an accident are involved in an accident once or twice in their life. It's a new experience each time. Why not? Why not hire somebody to take that anxiety and stress out of the claim? We see that all the time with our patients. Not only are we dealing with the physical problems from the accident, but we're dealing with the emotional stress. And then we, we're being asked questions that we have no idea how to answer, which is where you would come in. And, you know, the depression, anxiety, This the insurance companies call me every day. I don't know what to tell them. I don't know when I'm going to get my car back, those kind of things. So that plays a role in recovery because the patient should only worry about getting better and not worry about all the paperwork. Quite that, frankly, right? Couldn't agree more. Yeah, yeah. I, I tell I tell clients, look, my job is to handle everything related to the claim. Your job is to get healthy and get back to life. Yeah. I mean, that's that's what you're doing. So, you know, is, those, is it common that a patient may call an attorney's office and speak to the attorney over the phone, just as essentially, I don't know the term, maybe free legal counsel before they even sign you, so they can at least get some advice ahead of time? Of or course, is that something they have to meet with every attorney. Of course, I think anyone involved in an accident should do that as a prudent course. Now. Most counsel, most attorneys are not going to be interested in in spending time with someone if they don't think there's any prospect of being retained. But that's, you know, my job as a lawyer is to give advice. And does that mean I'm going to sit down with with somebody for four or five hours and and go over the gauntlet of the claim? Not necessarily. But if somebody calls for 10, 15, 20 minutes of advice on the phone, absolutely. I probably do that five to ten hours a week. It's just, and guess what? I think a lot of people appreciate it. Um, and if I can help them, generally, you know, they'll come into the office. But if it's something I can't help them with, I'll let them know that. All right. Um, you know, as far as results, to talk to us about um, the results of compensation, of getting things paid, getting your money back in your car back, you know, paying for the rental car, whatever it may be. Um, are there any statistics that show that it's better off with an attorney? There's, there's no doubt that, at least in my office, you will recover more compensation by hiring an attorney than not hiring an attorney. And that really serves for a lot of reasons. One, insurance companies now more than ever are extremely aggressive. 
So if you're in an accident, they're going to call you within hours and try to settle your case. They'll give you a couple hundred bucks, say we'll pay you know, $1,000 or $2,000 for bills. Well, guess what? That doesn't really help my client who develops uh, injuries, soft tissue injuries, 48, 72 hours after an accident, and then three months later or six months later requires surgery. Yeah, and then these soft tissue injuries that are only supposed to take six weeks to heal take 15 or 20 and you have that extra time frame where the insurance doesn't want to pay and you need an attorney to protect you for that correct right and and everyone's body's different right Right. so we see that um, a lot right so dr o'brien who looks like he's 20 years old and playing college football may recover a little faster maybe two weeks for him but six weeks for me huh? exactly (laughs) and probably six months for me so you know it in reality it's all up to the individual but you know in Ohio, you're allowed damages under law. Okay, this isn't this isn't some ask or windfall. You're entitled to these things, as provided by the Ohio Revised Code and our common law. What what would those be? Past and future medical expenses, past and future lost wages and earnings, out of pocket expenses, past and future physical pain and suffering, past and future mental pain and suffering, past and future loss of enjoyment of life consortium that's a spousal claim so all these damages are recognized under law these aren't fabricated or invented by lawyers to to present to insurance companies for windfalls these are what you're entitled to under the law and i've had i've had clients who hired me later in the game you know they may try to handle their claim for three months six months a year and they'll have a settlement offer on the table, which is woefully inadequate. It's a lowball offer. Keep in mind, the insurance companies are in a business as well, billion-dollar business. They're worth lots of money. They're not worth lots of money because they overpay on claims, or they generally pay what's fair and reasonable. You know, they're they're acquiring premiums. They're investing those premiums. They're limiting payouts. So I've I've helped clients before recover three times, five times, sometimes fifty times more than the insurance offer prior to retaining me and is that and that doesn't happen in every case but it gives you an idea of the woefully inadequate offers that are often made by insurance companies for bills and unfortunately when there are bad offers on claims people can go bankrupt you know you can you can be evicted from your apartment you can lose your car you cannot pay your bills so it's a lot it's a lot more than just getting that single medical bill paid so in light of talking about having someone hire you or someone who deals with personal injury um, let's go kind of a hypothetical situation here. Let's say an individual injured, has neck injury, uh, six weeks of care. Um, they are they are opting not to use an attorney. Um, so they're doing this on themselves and, and basically building it through the other person's insurance and just hoping to get reimbursed. Is there any truth to the statement that the, uh, the person that struck them's health insurance does have some sort of legal representation already on their side from an attorney standpoint, meaning that one side has an attorney and the other person does not have an attorney. So it would it benefit that person to sign someone like you because let's say they, they had progressive insurance or whatever, then does progressive have some sort of legal representation that oversees these cases? You make it more sense to hire someone like you. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. And we're talking pre-suit, right? Before a lawsuit has obviously ever been yes. fired. Okay. So I think the answer is pretty clear. Yes. Um, do they have attorneys overseeing these claims? I don't necessarily know that. But they have seasoned, trained, experienced claims adjusters that are okay. incentivized to resolve the claims for as little as possible. Okay. okay. So if there's a professional professional negotiating against you, why would you not want your own professional to yeah, negotiate on your behalf? Okay. I, I mean, I, I just think it really comes down to 
just get ate alive. It's common sense 101. Right? Yeah. It's common sense 101. And that doesn't mean everyone involved in an accident needs a lawyer, whether it's me or somebody else. There are plenty of good lawyers in our community, you know, around the state and the country that can help people. But generally speaking, if you're in a good, not goods relative, but if you're in a strong accident, your car is damaged, you are damaged, it's obviously better off than not to get an attorney representing you. Yeah, no, I would, I would agree completely. And frankly, I would go a little further and say it doesn't have to be a heavy impact. I've had, I've had accidents where, by visual observation, there isn't a lot of property damage. Mm-hmm. Now, I know a lot is a relative term, but you know, if you look at these cars, you're not going to say, wow, this is an accordion type of accident. You're, you may say this is a fender bender. I've had clients that required cer- cervical fusions as a result of impacts like that. Remember, everyone's body yep. reacts differently to forces, okay? And what may, what may like I said, what may, ca- what may cause me injury may not cause Dr. O'Brien injury. And what may cause me injury may cause my grandmother, who's 92, you know, far greater injury. Right. So, you know, it's all to the eye of the beholder. Very good. So, all right. Now, next topic we're going to discuss here is, you know, why seek us? Why seek a chiropractor? And, uh, you know, first things first, I mean, that's what we specialize in is spinal injury. So if you have a neck condition, a whiplash, a strain sprain injury, a sore neck, sore back, sore mid-back, that's what we do on a regular basis. And I like to think you and I are pretty uh, good at distinguishing what injury is what and getting the diagnosis correct. I think we put a lot of pride in the diagnosis. You were around it so much. Yeah. You just become very fluent. Yeah. Every single patient, this is what we see. And, you know, we see several, you know, a number of patients. But the thing about us necessarily, and I think it's important for other individuals to know, is it's not just about chiropractic care as well. I mean, that's that's just a part of the equation. There's there's multiple therapies that help to, help to encompass uh, properly treating a soft tissue injury, and that may be some type of physical therapy or therapeutic exercise it might require passive based therapies which are things that may assist in this acceleration of the healing of the soft tissues um, but I think it's important to you know just like I, I use the analogy all the time you go to the gym and you work out and then you come home and you eat terrible and you sleep terrible and you smoke you're not doing yourself any favor but when you combine multiple facets to your health eat better sleep better you know work out you're going to get better faster so it's important to encompass numerous facets of care yeah and you know what specifically we do here we do spinal manipulation, you know, the neck, the mid-back, the lower back. We even do extremity manipulation. We have an x-ray, a digital x-ray machine, so we can pick up fractures, we can pick up dislocations, we can pick up degenerative changes and irritation from an accident. Uh, You know, we do physical therapy. We do a lot of exercises, like you said, with active care, especially with uh, soft tissue injuries. Uh, We also have a lot of passive care with the the ultrasound therapy, the combo therapy, interferential current, um, those things that we all do here. We also do injections, so we do have a medical team on staff. You know, Dr. Brian physically don't do them, but our medical team does. And, you know, we try to, um, you know, if you have a joint condition, an AC joint sprain or a, a sprained knee, we can do injections there, uh, and those really help you. Yeah, we, we, we want to get you better faster. Right. And if you don't get better faster, you can potentially, potentially increase your risk for, uh, necessitating maybe the need of surgery or something that may come from that. We want to avoid that at all, at all costs. Yeah. And I think something to kind of just quickly touch on, because a lot of people ask this that don't 
know, maybe about chiropractic, following a neck injury, for example, a whiplash, people say, I, how does a chiropractic adjustment, someone, you know, doing an adjustment to my neck benefit me when I just twisted my neck in a car accident? And I think the, the key thing to understand there is that when you, just briefly, medically speaking, when you're in a car accident, you're essentially causing ligamentous damage, which is what supports the bones, keeps them in place. So if you've now endured damage to those ligaments, there is less stability in those bones, which means if you do nothing, at some point, the ligaments will tighten back down. But if your bones are not in the correct alignment, you are now accelerating for, you know, degenerative issues. So we are not, this will help to accelerate the healing, but it's also preventing a huge, huge, huge impermanent problem in the future for sure. Yeah. Um, That's, that's good stuff there. Uh, We also, you know, I think you and I, you know, not only we take a lot of pride in diagnosis, we take a lot of pride in getting patients to the right place, sort of a triage approach to care. So if someone has something that we know we can't treat, we aren't going to sit here and treat you over and over again. So if you need a specialist to look at your shoulder, we're going to be able to figure that out pretty quickly. If you need an MRI, if you need another test outside of the office, we can set that up for you. If you need pain management, whatever it may be, whatever you come in with, and you know, car accidents aren't just soft tissue. You know, you have some fractures going on, and, and you sometimes it's, it's uh, we're not the place, but we'll get you to the right place. And, and Dr. Dolan, Dr. O'Brien, I've always kind of told my clients that. A chiropractor can serve almost as the facilitator of care right. for for spine and other soft tissue type injuries. Is that is that fair of me to tell my clients that? Well, I know we do that. I know I don't know if every chiropractor does that. I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, it's, it's, I think it's just lack of knowledge because chiropractic has just different um, you know different angles that people look at it, and it just depends on if you've had a good experience, bad experience, never been around it, and that's any profession for that matter. Um, but I 100% agree with Jack in the statement saying that we properly can facilitate that. I tell my patients, I'm going to literally talk to you as if I'm talking to my mother in the room, if it's my brother sitting there. You're not going to get treated just because you're not, you know, another person in a car accident. And, you know, we don't treat just individuals in car accidents. I, we've seen injuries, whether it's sport injuries or even you know personal injuries, car accidents. So it's important to be able to be around those types of injuries to know what's the best route for care at the fastest rate. So. And I'm sorry to cut in. And it's also my understanding that most of your most of your your patients' caseload are not injury-related claims. Right. Correct? That only makes up a small amount of the cases mm-hmm. that you treat, I mean, which is good. It doesn't mean you don't have and help a lot of people involved in car accidents. But that's, that's not all you do. Because I know, at least in our community, there are some offices that do nothing but treat those involved in car accidents. And unfortunately, in the legal world, that doesn't help or benefit my clients because they're not facilitating care. They're getting them in there. Those chiropractors are trying to get a bill. They're jacking up excessive costs and not referring these people if they need to be outside of the office to get help and treatment. Yeah, I I, kind of make it a challenge with myself and same with Dr. Dooley is like how, um, you know, how, how fast can we get this person fixed into you know, permanent basis. I, it, like he said, we don't just treat people in car accidents. We treat people that I walk in the room and they, how you've had neck pain. Oh, I've heard, heard it in 1985. Okay, what happened? I was in a car accident. Oh, okay. Now, as a result of not seeking proper treatment, now you're dealing with a chronic issue. So we've literally seen it from both sides. We're yeah. trying to work our way back from the start and vice versa. So Right, yeah. If you're injured, get it fixed. Don't sit here and come in 10 years later because you know what? You're not going to get it paid for. Basically, you're going to be using your health insurance, which most times this day and age is coming out of your own pocket anyway. That's right. Uh, and, you know, lastly, you know, th- well, th- those are very good examples of why to seek an attorney and why to seek a chiropractor. Uh, we like to, you know, hope that you choose us. Uh, but 
the, the gray area with this is marketing. Now, whether you like it or not, you're in a car accident, you know, your motor vehicle accident becomes public knowledge. How quickly? The next day, a couple of days later? Some, sometimes the same day. Sometimes Hours the same later day. sometimes. Yeah, I mean, I, I'll have clients that are uh, getting solicited within hours of being in a, in a car accident. And that can be from um, a chiropractic office. That can be, unfortunately, from lawyers. And I'll touch on that in a second. But, uh, and the other would be from uh, third-party companies that are set up to, to more or less push these injured parties to a very specific lawyer or law firm or physician um, that, that are familiar with each other. So it, it, it has taken on a life of its own, and largely because this stuff is readily available. Yeah. And, you know, within uh, legalities, it is legal for physicians or these companies to call people. It is illegal for attorneys to solicit, correct? Correct, yeah. So um, in this, marketing with lawyers has evolved over the years, okay, long before I was practicing law, long before many people under the age of 70 or 80 were practicing law, right? So uh, reality is lawyers are not allowed to have telephonic communication with those in an accident within 30 days, period. Uh, that can get you in serious water, risk your law license, um, but they can try to text message, and they certainly can send pamphlets in the mail with shiny, flashy CDs and promises to save the world and everything else. So uh, lawyers largely are prohibited from contacting telephonically those involved in accidents, and I, you know, I'm aware that chiropractors uh, have a different set of ethical standards and rules and guidelines. They are allowed to contact to ask those or at least reach out to see if anyone's been in an accident, if they'd like to get help. And, and my big thing with that is, you know, don't let a few of the, the bad ruin the good, okay? There are some offices that I'm familiar with that are not interested in treating the patients and helping the patients. You know, obviously, I'm, I'm appearing on your podcast. I know that this office is not one of them. But there are several offices around town that really don't, in my humble opinion, provide the best quality care, they're more interested in, in the potential insurance side of the claim process. This is part of the reason that we accept that as a part of our office because I believe that we are the best at what we do in this area. Uh, and if, you know, if you're not going to get a call, if you're going to be getting a call from somewhere else, if we can provide even a better service to you to fix you better in, you know, in the most ethical and correct way, I would rather, you know, take it upon myself to fix you as opposed to you don't know necessarily any better. You go to an office and are seen 40 times when you could have been fixed in 12, which is what we could offer. So that's part of the reason we want to incorporate in here. It's not like we're just doing that, you know, start to finish all day, every day. I just want to make sure that every person in the Dayton area, I mean, I grew up here. I want to make sure I'm, I'm leaving a mark in the right way and I'm, I'm fixing people the correct way. So, Yeah, and, and kind of come full circle, there are those offices and the same with lawyers that try to provide a service and there are those that do it better than others. Yeah. And that ultimately is, I think, what sets sets a lot of people uh, apart, you know. All right. Well, that's all we got today. Uh, Jack, we want to thank you for coming out. We, we thought you yeah, provided, you. or we think you provided some great knowledge, uh, both uh, for us, actually, and uh, future patients or anybody who is out there listening. Uh, so appreciate you being on. Happy to be here. Thank you for listening to Adjust Your Life podcast. Have a great day.